edition of Bama and Bourbon with Aaron Suttles from Yay Alabama. I'm Lance Suttles. The next round, it is where we talk bourbon and we talk Alabama football. And boy, the last couple of weeks have been incredible for Alabama fans. From 4th and 31 <laughs> to the upset of Georgia. Um, I heard you in the lobby talking about Nick Saban is now 10-1 and in SEC championship games. 11-1. and 11-1. He's also 9-3 against the number one teams. Yeah. He is 116 straight in yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. The list of things this guy has done in the game, I mean, it reads so long that you get numb to him by, like, the 10th item down. But they're pretty is, crazy, though, when you start insane. talking about, like, a guy like James Franklin, who's 3-17 and 17 yeah. against top 10 teams. Yeah. And we're talking about a guy that's 9-3 and three against number one number teams. One teams. And now he gets another shot in the Rose Bowl. And yeah. I don't know what you were pulling for or what Alabama wanted to. Uh, I know Alabama was just, you know, happy to get in. Get in, yeah. And I think the setting to play in a true Rose Bowl against a program like Michigan, yeah. I just think everything. And have another opportunity at number one, I just think it's incredible. I, truth be told, I'd rather be in New Orleans for New, for New Year's Eve, <laughs> uh, the, day before, the night before the game, and, and being so close. I, I do. I am concerned about the number of Alabama fans that are going to be willing to travel during the holidays out to L.A. for that game. You know they'll talk themselves into it. You think so? Yeah, I think the way it'll work. The good thing is, is, is L.A. is a cool place to visit. You, it's it, not it just is. like you're just going for the game. Well, it's a destination city, and I can see Alabama fans leave the day after Christmas, a couple of days after Christmas, spend the entire New Year out there. Airbnbs, by the way, are not bad. We're already checking yeah. on it. Cheers. Um, by the way, what are we drinking today? Wild Turkey Single Barrel. So Chan brought this up earlier. He said it's awesome. Uh, we'll That's give you more good. information about this. It's one of the first single-barrel bourbons to hit the market. So 101 proof. They dialed it back to make it more palatable. <laughs> it was 116 proof. Now it's 101. Right. That's probably good. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to Alabama, Georgia. Yeah. This past weekend you were there. Yeah. I stayed home. I thought the weather was going to be horrible. The weather ended up being great. Yeah, it's fine. And how good was the atmosphere? Incredible. Uh, it, you know, it was probably 65, 35 Georgia fans, and uh, they were feeling really confident. Thought they had gotten over this Alabama hump, and the Alabama fans brought it. The, the few that went over there, they were loud, and they and I just keep I just I know I've, I've hammered this to death on this show, but I just think with this team has taught this fan base how much fun football can be again. I mean, they just went through when they were death, death rolling everyone. It was fun, don't get me wrong, it was fun for Alabama fans, but the, the emotion there wasn't the same. And when you keep winning these games that everyone's writing you off for and you keep winning, they were engaged. It was louder than, you, you know, Bryant Denny normally is. So the, the fan base really um, has been recharged this season. They did a hell of a job over there. Well, and I just thought the, the adjustments that Nick Saban and Kevin Steele made after yeah. that first word to drive, because, you know, when they come out, Bama goes like three and out. hot knife through butter. <laughs> it was, lands. man. I looked at my buddy, and I'm like, it's going to be a long day. They're going to get blown out. Yeah. I mean, that's what it looked like. You know, and I know uh, that first series is always scripted, but the way they scripted it, I mean, it was it was one of the easiest <clears throat> drives you will ever see. And it's not like Alabama didn't win a play on yeah. that drive. I mean, didn't cover Brock Bowers on the first play. They ran the ball with success. They were getting open. But then, uh, you know, give credit to, the as you mentioned, the defensive coaching staff making the changes. And let's give some credit to these defensive backs because Alabama's defensive backs. Oh I know Georgia's, they had what? A wide receiver out. Lad McConkey's not healthy. Uh, Brock Bowers isn't right. But they played lockdown uh, coverage oh, on Saturday. Yeah, and look, and the tackling was incredible. And 
you know, I said for Alabama to win this game that they had to play a clean game, and they played beyond clean. Yeah. You know, they've gotten themselves with so many so many uh, bad opportunities with yeah. the penalties. Three penalties, yeah. zero turnovers. Yeah, and probably should have had three interceptions. Game yeah. could, that game could have been a lot worse for, for Georgia. I mean, those defensive backs. And, hey, Trey Amos coming in for Kool-Aid oh, McKinstry was – Locked down. Yeah. They went at him the first play he was in there. So this is his first year in the portal for him. So he okay. came from Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah. Um, I think he's got at least one year left. I think he has one, maybe two. Yeah, and I would project him being one of the starting corners because you know Kool-Aid's gone, and I think both the starting corners are gone for Alabama. Well, I saw Terry on in a mock draft this past week. They had him going 12th or 13th yeah. overall to Green Bay. I know. I forget what Scott it was. Had him in the top 15. Yeah. He'll go He'll go before Kool-Aid. Yeah, I think he will too. Yeah, and, and uh, that may you know, come as a shock to some people who maybe don't follow the, the scouting process very quickly. They don't. The concern with Kool-Aid, you put on his film, incredible. There's concerns about his top end speed. Yeah. So that may hamper him a little bit, but he's still, I mean, he's played incredible. They just do not throw his way lanes. Yeah, this is kind of like the, you know, Kool-Aid on a lot of boards, top 10 before the season. Yeah. And it's almost like the Eli Ricks situation. Like, I don't yeah. think Kool-Aid's going to completely fall out of this draft. I think no. it's going to be fine. He's probably still yeah. a first-round guy. Um, but if you would have told Alabama fans before the year that Terry on Arnold was going to be a first-round guy. Alabama fans did not, did not like Terry on Arnold. You're they, right. They didn't like his game because you look up and he's getting beat. But he is uh, he's going to test off the charts, incredibly athletic. And, uh, man, the way that that secondary is playing right now, Caleb Downs isn't playing like a freshman. Malachi Moore made some really good tackles there. That's probably the strength of that unit right now. Yeah, yeah. Alabama's Aaron Suttles. It is Bama and Bourbon. It is brought to you by our friends at the Beverage Place, located next to PGA Superstore on Highway 280. Pink Package, located across from the Target next to Arby's on Highway 280. One-stop shop, liquor, beer, seltzers, wines, sodas, mixers, cigars, ice, even fresh lemons and limes. They open early. open early. They close late. Go see J.J. Chan and all the fine folks there. And we are drinking this single-barrel wild turkey. I think it's pretty good. That's really good. This is yeah. the fanciest bottle of wild turkey I've ever it's seen. The gold, the gold uh, label... That's, that's yeah. Part. So it says here, discover the process. Uh, one of the first single barrel bourbons to hit the market. Each barrel is selected, bottled at their signature 101 proof at the peak of its maturity for the greatest depth of flavor and character. The barrel number, date, and warehouse number are handwritten on each neck, labeling, uh, telling the story of the single barrel from which the bottle was created. Yep. They say it's a full round body layered with rich flavors of vanilla, almonds, and honey. Um, it's good. Did you get that? Yeah, it is good. It's very good. Aged eight years. Yeah. And maybe it's just because I'm coming back from Atlanta where I, I imbibed a lot. Oh, I'm sure. It's kind of hard not to, right? <laughs> um, looking on the neck to see what mine says. Um, I don't know. What are you looking for? Well, it says on the neck it tells the story from which each bottle was created. The barrel number, date. That's down here. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's not on the neck. It was, it was uh, bottled uh, October 14th, 2022, yep. which is, that's my son's birthday. Oh, wow. October 14th. Well, at least you need to give him this one. I, would, turns, I, I, would I don't know what his drinking that. age is, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, mine's 10, 14, 22, too. It is barrel number 3108. Yep, same Warehouse here. A on Rick number one. Rick House one, yeah. yeah. 
Okay, cool stuff, man. I like it. I mean, that's it. That's really good. You know, we've had a lot of uh, the old, reliable Throwbacks, like yeah. original, the OGs. And yeah, the really. Yeah. I mean, Dickel. Uh, didn't we have some early times? Yep. Wild Turkey. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Okay, tell us about Yay Alabama before we get back into the game and uh, into this yeah. controversy with the committee. I'll make my plea here. Look, I, I've told you how much this team that you guys have enjoyed in this year. You obviously have felt that. If you feel like this team has given you a lot of joy, for $216, would you pay for that amount of joy? Because that's what it would cost a yearly cost for a monthly subscription at our lowest level for Yale, Alabama. And we need your support to keep the tide rolling. And $216 for these kinds of moments multiple times a year is a, a pretty good in, investment in your own happiness. So if you have the expendable income, we certainly would appreciate you uh, exploring a membership. Man, I, this game's so big for so many different reasons. Obviously, winning an SEC championship, I think Alabama was 30, at getting to a college football playoff. I think playoff. 30 SEC That's championship crazy. Points. But, you know, this day would be so different. Like, around college football, you're hearing people jump into the portal. And yeah. you just wonder, even, I mean, Kyle McCord is in the portal for Ohio yeah. State, a team that was, you know, a play away from being possibly in the college football playoff. So, you never know who's going to defect and take off and mm-hmm. who is kind of pushed out the door. Yeah. Um, but now Alabama gets to uh, really another month of football at least. Yeah, and Nick Saban's, you know, some of those decisions, meeting with players today. All, uh, all today's meeting with players, you know, if they want to transfer, it's going to help them find a destination, talking about their future, if they have questions about where they maybe stand on the depth chart, stuff like that. So even Alabama's going through it. But they they, they got some well-deserved time off to get Kool-Aid healed up, to get uh, Jace. Somebody, to get Jace uh, and, you know, even Dallas got a little hip injury during that game. So uh, they'll take some time off and then start getting ready for Michigan. You know, I thought Milrow came out. I thought he was a little... Uh, I don't know, it was just off. And yeah. then he completely turned it around, had a hell of a fourth quarter, and ended yeah. up being your most valuable player in the SEC championship. Yeah. His story is just... Unbelievable. You can't write it, man. And look, it's not just, uh, not just the rest of college football. I know that, that link that they created, he and Terry and Arnold has, has taken off, let all naysayers know. Let's be honest, he had naysayers in this fan base. He had naysayers in, the own, in his own building with his coaching staff. That's why they went out and got Tyler Buckner. Yeah. And I thought the coolest moment um, this weekend that I saw, and I, I just saw it today, was with Marty Smith uh, with, with ESPN and the SEC Network. He got Jalen during an interview on the field after the game. And at one point, he asked him a question, and Jalen just breaks down crying. And he, asked, he stops. He goes, forget that question. Tell me why you're emotional. And he's like, everyone in the world gave up on me except myself. And, man, if that didn't hit me right in my feels, because it's absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely – no one, maybe besides his teammates, believed in Jalen Milrow. And the fact that he won the MVP of the SEC Championship game of the two-time defending national champs in their own backyard with a, with a Mercedes-Benz that was rocking for Georgia, that he did that. You can't help a football. Well, you know, we had you know, we have Joel Clyde on from Fox every week and, and this is probably two months ago when everybody was really dialing Jalen before he turned the corner. And we were talking about Cam Ward, who by the way is in the portal. Yep. Um, I've got a prediction he's going to Ohio State, we'll see. <laughs> um, but Joel Klatt said if Alabama had Cam Ward, they'd win the national championship. I just mm-hmm. threw out a random quarterback. I remember when you told me that. Yeah, yeah. and so now you've got a quarterback that is better than Cam Ward, at least yeah. the way they're playing right now. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of people believe now that Alabama is in this thing. They're the team to beat. I know they're yeah. a slight underdog against Michigan. The number opened at two and a half. It's That's the prize, right by now. the way. Me too. I thought it would be the other way. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I mean, Alabama's just never – I mean, underdogs in back-to-back games. And Ryan Brown brought I this on the next round today. I don't, I don't know when that, that's ever happened. I think by the time that game goes off, Alabama's favorite. I, could, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I think it'll be right around And I want to point this out, too. Um, 
I think let's give Tommy Reese a lot of credit. You know, he caught a lot of flack earlier in the year. And I would always point because people think coaches have this like magic elixir that just because they call something's going to work. He had an offensive line that couldn't pass block, he couldn't run block, had a quarterback that couldn't couldn't do anything. So I don't want I don't know what people expected from Tommy. Oh. But now that they that offensive line is not the same offensive line. No, that, night and day. Not the same. They're pushing the Georgia defensive tackles five six yards downfield. The the holding call they called on Jaden Roberts was ridiculous. He they pancaked the dude and they called Jaden for holding. So, but I what I wanted to, my original point. The last two running plays that Jalen ran to ice the game. If they start incorporating more of that, the, oh. the fake toss sweep for the power counter right up the middle. And then, I mean, you start unlocking that with Jalen Milrow. Yeah, and I'm trying to think. Now, J.J. McCarthy is a is a mobile guy. He had the ankle injury the last month of the season. But I'm trying to think about Michigan when they've seen other guys that are like Jalen Milrow. They haven't. Yeah, Not 225 pounds. I mean, what is he? He's listed at 220. He's probably uh, heavy. He's got to be heavier than that. He's got to yeah. be 230. Yeah, probably 230, 235. And can run like that. And now you're starting to his, imp- his improvisational skills. He's still not completely where he needs to be in getting through his reads. But I thought what he did in the fourth quarter particularly, patience, and start, now he's starting to hit the check down. Just that makes this a completely different offense. How did you feel about the Sunday decision? Like, I know you agreed with yeah. it because I think everybody that watches college football realizes yeah. it sucks for Florida State, yeah. but Alabama is a much better team right now than Florida State is. I think that's just facts watching it. Um, did, were you nervous still going into it? We did a live yeah. show here. And I could tell Dunaway was really, really nervous. Yeah. Based on the numbers I saw that morning, I thought Florida State, and based on what people were saying, Florida State was getting yeah. in. It, it, we closed Saturday night in Vegas. It was pretty much Florida State's getting in. And then Saturday you start, and not that Vegas knows anything or they get leaked information. I'm just saying where the public perception was. And that, that number started coming down. It looked more favorable for Alabama as we got closer to the decision. But I, I was hanging out with my buddies. They're all Alabama fans Saturday night. And I kept telling them, look, if they get left out, they get left out. When you, you don't deserve anything when you've lost a game. You don't deserve anything. Let's, let's appreciate what this team accomplishes. And that's, winning the SEC is still a big damn deal. Let's stop putting that on the back burner. It's still a big effing deal to win the SEC. So let's appreciate that. But if they got left out, you know, don't put it in the committee's hands. Win all your games, which Florida State did. And I feel, I feel sick to my stomach for them. I yeah, really do. It sucks. It's horrible. I mean, it, it, I get the pain. And I think it's a bad situation. Do I think Alabama's better than Florida State? Yes. But you, when you put it in the committee's hands, you can't get mad if it doesn't go your way. So if they'd have gotten left out, it would have been bummer. But I think they got it right. Yeah, and I, I think they got it right, too. I mean, this was the best win of the college football season. It's the lasting impression. Alabama's one loss is to the number three seed in Texas. Um, well, I think if a, I don't know where you are. I, I think they're the best team right now. Yeah, here's they got the best roster and they're playing well. Here's what's crazy though. I really believe if Georgia would have beaten Alabama, I think Texas gets left out. I do because I think it's easy at that point to say undefeated Georgia, undefeated Michigan, undefeated huh. Washington, undefeated Florida State. You had to draft Texas with Alabama if Alabama was getting in. I don't you, you follow this much more closely, but if, if I'm just taking things from scratch as what I've seen over the last two, three weeks, uh, I'd put Texas as a favorite to win the whole thing. I think, well, Alabama's got maybe the more difficult. I, I would tell you that Washington, every time I watch them, it's a tight game, but they win. I get it. And I, and I, part of this is because I just look at Texas rosters. They got dudes on the defensive line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they got an line. offensive line. And if, if Xavier Worthy gets healthy, and Quinn Ewers is the good Quinn Ewers, yeah. 
I, I yeah. like them a lot. I like that game a lot. But Alabama played them really close. Well, this is the first time going in. Like, with all four teams. Like, last year, TCU would have been shocking if they won the national championship. For them to win a game was pretty shocking. But going into this year, it feels like all four teams. Like, I would not be blown away with the experience of Michael Penix if they beat Texas and then in a one-game situation. I think they're good enough. I know I'm going to catch grief for this. I think I'll – I think – if I had to rank them in order, I think Michigan might be my four. Really? I just – and that's no disrespect to Michigan. Please don't take it that way. They they are physical. I just don't think they can win as many ways. Yeah, as well, as I was going to say, they've won the same way every week this year. And it's worked, and it may work yeah. for the next two games. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I, well, look, we saw – I thought one of the neatest things on Sunday was the selection shows. And Michigan going nuts. We're the number one seed. We're yeah. going back to the Rose Bowl. And then when they showed their opponent, they were like, "Yeah, they won in Florida State." And I get it. Because like, like, this fans, is what we get. And if Alabama fans were in that same position, they'd want to play the weaker opponent too. Oh, I said this yesterday before the selection went down. I said, if you're Jim Harbaugh and the selection committee said, "Hey, look, here's the teams we're, we're pulling from: um, Alabama, um, Ohio State, Georgia, Florida State." In order, how do you want to play those teams? Florida State would have been number one. <laughs> we want Florida State really bad. So yeah. you know. I mean, because Florida State seemed like that was going to be a gimme if they did get in. It would have been. I mean, Michigan would be a two-touchdown It would have been. The way I was thinking about it, I never would have stated this publicly, but the way I was thinking about it, it was almost unfair to the other two teams. Not that... Because, again, I don't want to take anything away from Florida State because defensively, they're pretty damn Yeah, they are. And they're really good. But they're just so limited right now offensively that it would have been an unfair advantage to the other two teams... In the college football playoff, not that it's a, it wouldn't been a buy, but you know you get what I'm oh, saying. Oh yeah, but Michigan at the same time would say, "Hey, look, I think we deserve that. We were yeah. pretty much wire to wire." And I, I really, I said, that, "Look, it's the last year of this. Why in the hell not have a playing game?" And look, you think you know, who we, you know who we have to blame for not having a twelve team playoff Phillips, right, right now? The ACC commissioner, Pac twelve, Big Ten, ACC. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: If if I mean Bama, if they would have said, "Hey, look, instead of this really going down to the committee." It's between you and Florida State. Yeah. Y'all just play your way in. Yeah. I think that would be like, done. What would that, what would that number be? Oh, it would be 14 to 15. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. 12 and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, it, again, it sucks for Florida State. And, and again, and I don't want to, like, glance over that. It sucks. If you go, if you win your league and undefeated, you, you should, most most years you're getting. But yeah, again, and you I beat two SEC back. teams on the road. You do. But you just keep going back and you start looking at their strength of schedule, which there's no comparison uh, I between the think teams. they got the four best I teams. Too. I do too. Yeah. And, but I still, it doesn't stop me from feeling sick for Jordan Travis and for Mike Norvell, who's a, who's a, a rising star, by the way. I think he'll end up getting the coach of the year. I and, think, and I think it's kind of, I think it's well-deserved. Yeah. But I think, hey, dude, you got railed so bad. Yeah. That and then, you know if they win, they're going to get AP votes for number one. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and that's what, it, it kind of sucks. I was talking about the narrative coming out of the Orange Bowl. Like, if Georgia whips their ass, everybody's going to be like, well, look, Florida State just wasn't into it. Yeah. You know, they were so beat up about not getting to the college football playoff. And on the other side, Florida State wins. Everybody's going to say, told you, they should have been in. Now they're co-national champions. If Florida State wins that game, Georgia mentally is not into it. If game. Florida State beats Georgia by more than three points, Florida State might get enough of the AP vote. To, to get a split? Yeah. Yeah. I but I, and I'll say this. I Mike Norvell is a really – I don't think people realize how far Florida State have fallen after Jimbo Fisher. I'm, and I don't, I don't know when Nick Saban's going to retire, but you got to make the phone call to Mike Morrell. 
he recruits, he develops, he builds program. I don't well, know. Look, he, he, I don't know who these. I don't know who the next guy is, and I don't know when Nick Saban is going to retire. I know that guy earned a lot of respect this year. Oh, no doubt, and he earned a lot of respect yesterday. You know, he came out and you know went scorched earth on the committee, and then kind of. Walked it back a little bit by saying, I don't want to disrespect the Orange Bowl. Yeah. We're happy to be here. That's what I want to talk about right now. Kirby yeah. Smart, Georgia, the Orange Bowl. So I think he's a likable guy. I agree yeah. with you. I think he's done a hell of a job. Kalen DeBoer, quietly, though, has done yeah. a masterful job. Those are, to, to me, it comes down to those two for your national coach of the year. Kalen DeBoer or Mike Norvell. I'd throw Sark in there. Sark would be in the mix, no doubt. Yeah. And look, I, I, you know, watching, I don't know how much Big 12 championship you watched this weekend, but They're in their bag right now, man. They are, but Sark I like the fact bag. he took accountability for a terrible delay of game that ended up costing him a field goal to have. I respected that. His embrace with Quinn Ewers after the game, I thought was awesome. So yeah. I think Sark is growing, has grown tremendously as a coach. Yeah. A guy that had never won double digits game, yeah. games before is now in a college football playoff. But these brands, man, when you're talking about the worst brand is Washington. How about that? Who's got some history. You've got Alabama, Michigan, and Texas in this thing. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a fun month, no doubt about it. I can't wait. And, um, I, again, I think the committee got it right. It doesn't mean that I don't feel empathy and feel sick for Florida State because they had every right. That's why you wouldn't have heard – you would not have word a peep out of me had Florida State gotten in and Alabama got it. It would have sucked, but this is one of those years. I, I can make just as good a case that I feel sick for Georgia. That's a damn good oh. football team that took Alabama. They go from right one to, to six without McConkey being healthy, without uh, the best player in college football, in my opinion, and Brock Bowers being healthy. He wasn't right, and they're playing. I think Kirby said a couple freshman linebacker. Georgia ain't going away, folks. No, and the only thing I'm, I'm there with you. The only thing I would have said if Florida State was in instead of Alabama is this is not going to be a whole playoff because I do think Michigan would have walked yeah, at that point. They would have. And now I think you got two coin flip games. We'll see. Uh, Once again, yay, Alabama. How do people get involved? And this is one of the reasons, now that everybody's on what they call even playing surface, this is one of the reasons that Alabama's back in a college football playoff because of the collective. Yeah, if you you want to be able to be competitive in the portal with uh, maximizing potential players, potential NIL, we need a full coffer. We need a full coffer. And um, part of that is, is donating and giving to the NIL. And the best way you can do it is uh, a subscription, yay-alabama.com backslash fans. Find the membership that, uh, that meets your uh, level of commitment and, and, and contribute to your own happiness. Because I know as I was leaving the stadium Saturday night, there were a lot of happy Alabama fans. And part of keeping that uh, Alabama competitive, because everyone now can change their roster just like that with the right guys. And keep Alabama in that position. We, we need to be competitive. Hey, and this show is always brought to you by the Beverage Place and Pink Package, both located right there off of Highway 280. One-stop shops for liquor, beer, seltzers, wine, sodas, mixers, cigars, icy, fresh lemons, and limes. Get in and see J.J. Chan. Find folks there. And, again, shout-out to Wild good. Turkey. I agree. How about that? I could sit here on a Monday and just continue to talk uh, football. And drink well, let me ask mind. you this. So we're having a uh, uh, tacky sweater Christmas party on Saturday. We got a we brought in a bartender, so I'm trying to figure out of the ones that we we've done this year, which ones should I roll out? We got some good ones. We like we appreciate uh, all the all yeah. The like ones that he, we get. He, here, here's a couple, and not to step on the toes of the chicken kicking here, wild turkey, but like we had this Evan Williams small yeah. batch. We've got this early times. These are good if, if your guests won't mix it. Yeah, you know? that's a good, that's yeah, a good, good call. If, if they want to do a little uh, bourbon and Coke, yeah. those are pretty good. And obviously, you know, you can you can throw out the Woodford. Uh, just uh, do that. 
do that neat. I love that one. Took that to Georgia with me. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, mine's gone. My my, my Joe uh, Joe Blow's bat. I love how you get after it. <laughs> I know. Respect that. I respect well, that game. Yeah, I mean, uh, Fridays and Saturdays are my bourbon night. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, Alabama. Yeah. Uh, Bama and bourbon. Tell your friends. Absolutely. If you like Bama, you like bourbon, then you're going to like this podcast. Give us a thumbs up, like, and subscribe. It is on Roll Tide Pods. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll be back next week. Continue to update you on any injuries. We'll yeah. talk a little basketball. Yeah. Where uh, it's going to be a rough month for Alabama. Yeah. I feel like I, I, I can't go through the schedule. Arizona, they brutal. Get Purdue. Whew. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, we'll talk some hoops next week. We'll continue to talk football. It's Bama and Bourbon right here on Roll Tide Pods.